This podcast is also brought to you by Crypto.com. Get on this shit. I'm saying, I'm, I'm just saying, get on it. Crypto.com, user code, get $50 free. Where the fuck are you? I'm here. Why are you like this? I was giving you a bit of like dramatic pause before I said hello. That is not dramatic. But, well, that... yeah, it, was, it went a bit too long. I thought you were just going to say, yo, Boatman. And then I was just going to pipe up. But clearly, in the the time you've been spending editing podcasts, you've not learned anything. So I will take charge <laughs> of this fucked up situation. And this is where we're going to go. We've got three topics to discuss today. Um... A, a, di- a diversive one, apparently, the last one, but I, I disagree. So uh, the main premise of this podcast, and we're getting it out quickly, is the Premier League preview. Obviously, the best league in the world restarts tomorrow. 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 The best league in the world starts tomorrow. Um, we're going to just talk about who we think is going to win the title. Um, if there's any, you know, you lot know how much I like a bit of degenerate gambling. So we're uh, we're going to see who we think are the best price. Uh, I will also tell you a funny story about some deluded Chelsea fan who I have to work with. Um, and then we'll have a look at the, uh, the sort of first set of fixtures and see what is what, really. After that, we're going to talk about lockdown, dare I say lockdown, after what Boris announced earlier this week. Put in Rule of six. Rule of six. Man, you know, like I was saying, I've been saying to everyone, you know, they can only fine you once per instance. So just take the take the fine and you'll chip in a tenner if there's like ten of you and that's it. Easy. Easy. Sorry, government, but I'm sick of this shit now. One minute you want us to stay in. Anyway, don't get ranting too much. And the last topic we're going to talk about diversive, sensitive, could get us cancelled in 2020. Pizza toppings. Yeah, that's it. Everybody thought it was going to be like race, gender equality or something stupid. No, lots of people have been saying to me, we want to hear you two talk about pizza toppings. So I mean, I'm just going to say it outright. I'm don't quite... say it now. Don't say it now. Don't ruin it. No, 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 no. I'm going to say it now. I'm quite partial to Hawaiian. Oh, controversial. Controversial. Right. So... So, antagonizing the viewers right. and the listeners. What are you drinking, bro, man? I'm not, I'm drinking water out of my stein because it's the middle of the day, <laughs> and I'm not a fucking degenerate. We're recording this at one thirty, roughly UK 1:30 time. UK time GMT, and I am drinking a New England IPA by our man then Brudo, seven point two percent. Now, bear in mind, I should add that this guy's been nursing that for around an hour. So he started drinking at roughly half past 12, maybe a bit earlier. Come on, And he's not in a Witherspoons. So take from that what you will. Lightweight. I'm just saying it's not acceptable to drink. Right, let's get into it. So do you want to do the teams alphabetically? uh, No, I'm going to do them in what order I think they're going to end up in. AKA on their fucking arse. Rah! So, or, or roughly, I, I, you know, you haven't given me much time to prep for this, but I've got a pre- I think I know football, you know, I am. Uh, you, you know a lot more than I do. So, well, yeah, so effectively, Paggy, what are your two teams that you should support based on your geographic locations? You have based on my location, I should be supporting 
Chelsea. Okay. Or Fulham. Fulham. Okay, right. Well, okay, okay. However, I'm a Leicester City fan. Here we go, here we go. So we yeah. won the league in 2016. Keck dubs, keck dubs. <laughs> yeah, we, we like we won it, you know. We. 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 Okay. We. We. Right. Okay. So for my I'm not one of these I'm not one of these bandwagoner Man City fans from the Philippines. Oh, saying, yeah, oh yeah, we Oh yeah, Man City fans. I was going to wait until later to give you this work, but you're going to get it now. Can you remember Man City fans when you're when you're uh, you know, your human rights abusing owners took over? What did you do? What did you do on trans on on when Jim White was at your ground and all the other sky correspondents? What did you go and do to show your solidarity for a man from that country? You went and bought fucking tea towels and put them around your head. <laughs> Now, it's just, it happened, you know. It happened. That's all I'm going to say, yeah? Oh, we've got some Middle Eastern owners. Let's just be really, really offensive and just run to the nearest fucking Wilco's and buy some tea towels and stuff around <laughs> the way so we can show solidarity, you know. And that's these new age Man City fans. Not these that old not the way. Ones. Not these old school ones who remember, like, when Darren Huckabee played for them. These OGs. You know, all these young kids are going to be like, who the fuck's Darren Huckabee? He's that Norwich, ex-Norwich player who pipes up on Twitter. Well, Darren Huckabee played for Man City for all the under-fucking-12-year-olds who are listening to this. So, you, so Man City, you've annoyed me because you did that shit straight off the bat. It weren't even funny. It weren't even like great banter. You just look like twats. So, let's get back to the order. Man City are going to come later. They're, on, they're at near the top of the list, but uh, in terms of their position. So... So we start from the bottom. We're now starting, we're started at the bottom now. Yes, let's go. I don't know if Jersey Drake actually likes football, but we'll have to ask him. So we're going to start with one of the promoted teams. So Slavin Bilic, former West Ham legend. I'd say former, but he probably still is a legend to many West Ham fans. Um, it was dismissed from them some time ago when they, well, I don't know when they got rid of him because they've had about 12 managers since then. Um, so, but, but we're starting in, in 20th, bottom spot. You know, learn to play shitters, you must say. Now, it pains me to say this because my team finished there not so long ago. But we're starting with West Brom. So they've got relatively good togetherness, but not very much talent, not very much techers. And they nearly threw it all away at the back end of the season. It, you know, they relied on some some lucky results going their way, but every football club does. But no chance. West Brom, 20th on their fucking arse. They could get. They, I don't even know what style they're going to play because they don't really have a style. They, All right, they, they and just, they're playing the mighty Leicester. Is that, is that the first? Is that the first fixture? Is that they're playing first game of the season? They're playing Leicester Sunday, right? Sunday, thirteenth of September. Okay, that's the two o'clock kickoff. Then is it? Yeah. That is indeed. Yeah, that'll be the two o'clock kickoff. Okay. Yeah, obviously, I don't care enough about West Brom to know their fixtures. Sorry, guys, but. Um, it is what it is. The only thing I'm open, the only thing I'm open is that you drag Villa down with you. That's the only thing I'm open because I fucking hate Villa. I'm especially fucking hate Jack <laughs> Grealish with his shit fucking otter tail haircut. How so any, any any tips for that, that match? What, Leicester against West Brom? Indeed. So the only chance West Brom have got is playing Tony Pulis style of football, Neil Warnock style of football, a.k.a. cancerous style of football. They have not got a chance of winning against Leicester. 
I think Jamie Vardy could beat him if he's half, if he's not even fully fit. Jamie Vardy could score two in that game. But my tip would be if you get Leicester about even money, eight, uh, eight to eleven, something like that. If you get any better than that, I'd I'd have a cheeky, cheeky one unit on Leicester. Just I'm not I'm not over hyping Leicester because it's your team, but. Leicester were challenging pretty well last season until they had issues with squad depth. That I think is always going to be their issue. They um, did pretty well last so they, season. Yeah, they, I think I think they just need a bit more squad depth. I think they um I think they did a pretty good job selling Chilwell for highly inflated price to Chelsea. But what do you expect is an English footballer? We always do it. Oh, he always oh, white. I'm from the UK. Oh, <laughs> hope that price tag goes. You know what do you mean? We're not sure if he's going to be very good. Well, unlucky. Um, you know. I can't, I can't see him being worth that money. You know, there's been some, uh, there's been some interesting signings. Um, should we Let's say? just call it how it is. Questionable. Uh, yeah, the West Brom ain't got a chance. Basically, back to back to point. West Brom ain't got a chance. They're going to be end up. They're, they're going to get. I think they'll get smacked up by Leicester this weekend. Probably Leicester could cruise to like a four 0 win, easy. I know Madison's not guaranteed to be fully fit. Um, I'd maybe you know what I could see I could see Leicester scoring a netful, but I think West Brom are going to play that like 10, 10 men behind the ball style and just oh, right. target man up top. I don't have an interest in that game. Uh, that's probably why it's not going to be televised. Actually, no, they're all getting televised, aren't they? So it'll be on B it'll be on BBC, and we'll have to deal with like Mark Lawrence or whatever that dickhead's called. Um, <laughs> so next spot, unfortunately, goes to one of your local clubs, and it's not Chelsea; it's Fulham. It's Fulham. Um, I actually really like Scott Parker. Um, you can't hate on Fulham. That's a thing. That's a thing with yeah, Fulham. Yeah. Well, the, you know, the only thing they need to hate on is that statue they used to have in front of their stadium. Shamal, motherfucker. That is not <laughs> a, uh, that is a, you know, I, I actually like Fulham. I've got a bit of a soft spot for them, so I'd like them to stay up, but I just can't see it. Um, uh, you know, I liked them when, uh, when I think it was Martin Yol was there. Maybe I'm mistaken that. Um, but yeah, um, I'm, 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 I've got a soft spot for, for Fulham. Um, like the the fans are loyal. They play decent football, but you know, yeah, I, I I like that Scott Parker's been actually given a chance to manage a football team. To be honest, um, mm-hmm. normally we're we're quick to dismiss and and boot players and just give them a good kick in. Um, and, and I'm glad we're not doing that in this case. I'm glad. Uh, I just they've got a couple of really good players. Don't get me wrong; they've got some real good talents in their team. Um, but some of them I am not I am not sold on, you mm-hmm. know, in terms of how well are they gonna you know, how good this quality. Yeah, yeah. Like um there's I think they'll suffer from a lot of things that a lot of Premier League promoter clubs do, and that is squad depth. So if anything happens to Mitrovic or Carney or uh, sorry, Tom Kearney, I probably pronounced that wrong. But Mitrovic and Kearney, basically, they're two talismans. Kearney's the captain and Mitrovic is, I think he bagged like 40-plus goals in all competitions last season for Fulham. Pretty prolific mm-hmm. last season. But he's been shown up in the Premier League when he was at Newcastle. He got shown up for being a big target man. He's not terrible, but you won't get 40, you won't be dropping 40 bombs against some of the Premier League defences. You know? no. You'd have to hope you score big numbers against your other the teams that you're battling around with. Fulham could stay up, but I just can't see it. You've got to win those games around you. Um, and and teams that went down last season, Bournemouth, Norwich, they just didn't win those games around people. Um, the one player I don't like, special fuck you, is that Anthony Knockhart. Can't stand that guy, Wasteman. I remember when, um, you know, I remember the infamous, um, I think it was when uh, Watford played Leicester in the playoffs and Knockhart dived. And, yeah. Um, 
Watford saved the penalty and then um, then they went to the other end. It was Dane and then bang in the net. <laughs> See you, Leicester, you twats. Uh... Um, I hated that moment. Obviously, it broke all Leicester, you know, Fox's hearts, but knockout since you dived then, I hate you. You're 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 a rat. So Aside from my hatred for many individual players, I can't see them finishing better. Effectively, I think it's going to be a fight between Fulham, West Brom, and the next team, which is Villa. Aston so, Villa. Between the between those bottom three spots, Villa Villa were very lucky last season. They got some good results against teams they shouldn't have. They got results against teams that are around them. Um, I just can't, you know, I just can't, I just can't see them. Um, doing anything like okay um Grealish if anything happens to Grealish they've had it uh, I think they've got John McGinn back but I just there's just nothing about them. they bought a lot of players they bought a lot of players and uh, they didn't really do much uh Tyro Mings naturally by proxy of being a Norwich fan I've got to dislike because he played for Dirty Ipswich no bias <laughs> there um so yeah there's a um um I'm just not uh, I'm just not sold that Villa. Are, uh, you know, all these teams are all very much the same ilk. They don't have massive squad depth, and all their attack, apart from West Brom, comes from them being a collective. I don't. They're not terrible. They've got a few good players at West Brom, but bottom three clubs are all the same. If anything happens to any of their superstars, you could say the same about the top four, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, anything kind of happens to a, a, one of their talisman captain playmaker, um, you know. The guy who gets the ball in the onion bag um, every every week or every other week or when you need him, you know what I mean. It's just I just can't see. It's going to be a fight between those two. Uh, sorry, those three. But I definitely think West Brom are bottom. I'd love to see Fulham stay up and I'd love to see Villa go down. So that puts us to twentieth, nineteenth, and eighteenth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Now we've got seventeenth. Now everybody's. I feel a bit sorry because. Um, when I was growing up, these were quite a good club. They were a big club. They had some quality players, um, you know. And it and it, it pushes onto a debate about the the Premier League Player of the Year um, and the and the controversy that, that that brought this season. But so related to because this team had one of the they had the Premier League Player of the Year despite not winning anything, and it was the year the Man United team, that super Man United team, won the treble in ninety nine. So number seventeen. For all the, the 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 quiz masters, they'll already know it. But it's Newcastle. Now I love you, Newcastle. I got a soft spot for them. Every fat lad in school always loves to use the Shearer celebration because it didn't involve doing any flips, myself included. And, you know, <laughs> we just love putting the finger up in the air and just blitzing and then blowing out your ass for the next ten minutes because you just celebrated. You just shot your load. You've gone too early. That's it. So. That's it. Uh, Newcastle, they've signed um, Jamal Lewis. They're after a few more players to be confirmed. Um, I just think they bought... Um, oh, who was that shocking forward they brought last season? Joe Linton no, did nothing. He looked like he was going to be good, but did nothing. Um, but shout out to one of my favourite players there, Alan St. Maxim, but probably butchered the pronunciation there, but the guy's an actual nice guy. Like He understands what it means to be a footballer. Like you understand, like Newcastle are quite a community club, so it, it, I'm glad they're not. I'm glad they're nowhere near relegation. Well, I say nowhere near relegation. I put them 17th, but I like them. I've got a soft spot for them. They're a, they're one of those clubs that have been around for a long time, and uh, they've got quite a family feel to them. Um, I remember taking uh, a couple of friends to a Newcastle United game when we were up there. 
um, yeah. on a stag do, and some of them hate football, and they were loving it. They were singing Blade and Racers, which is Newcastle one of United, Newcastle songs, so they were loving it. Right, so I think they'll do okay. I can't see them pulling up any trees, but um, Newcastle fans will obviously be pissed off about the takeover because they could have come. They could have been like a. Um, you know, uh, they could have come, uh, become a superpower in the Premier League, like all these uh-huh. that got foreign investment. But Newcastle fans have actually got respect for people, so they want to put towels on their fucking head. So, <laughs> next one. 16th, Brighton. Now, Brighton are one of them funny teams. They're like Stoke used to be, but, you know, in their last Premier League tenure, where you think you're going to do them, and then they do you, like... Always Arsenal. The amount of times Arsenal used to go to the to Britannia Stadium to play Stoke, and you think, oh, and just get that work. Yeah, Arsenal. You think Arsenal are back free here, free here, easy. The amount, I mean, you know, I bet there's loads of people who are listening to this going, "Fuck Arsenal! They've lost me too much money over the years." <laughs> they, were, they always let my eight, eight, you know, my eightfold accumulator down by losing to Stoke and fucking Charlie Adams. So next are Brighton, and. And I just think they're good enough to stay up. They're well-organised, well-coached. And I think if we're going to see a shock result at the weekend, I should, I should, we should have gone through all the proper fixtures. But this is the main one I want to highlight, yeah? The shock result of the weekend could, well, say weekend, Monday night, um, is Brighton and Chelsea, yeah? Mm-hmm. I think Brighton could get a win or a point. Yeah? They're playing at home. They're playing at the Amex. And Chelsea are away. Now, the problem is Chelsea have spunked a shitload of money. And are they going to be ready? Are they going to be trained in times? Is Frank Lampard's, you know, I'm not going to get onto that. We'll get to them when I get onto them on the list. But effectively, I think Brighton could get a draw or nick a 1-0 win against Chelsea. But they're going to have to weather some firepower, like some serious storm. Serious. Could, if they're well-organised, well-fit, and they're, they're playing that cancerous football, you know, as I like to call No, but right. It goes back to the point we made on another, on you know, when we're talking about the quality of things has gone up through the roof. The quality of football has gone up like everything else in the world. So there's no need for these terrible, terrible footballing styles, you know, where people are winning off long throw. Like the long throw was a legit strategy, to be fair. But there's lots of these clubs that play 10 men behind the ball. They don't even play counter-attacking football. They're just boring. You know what I mean? They just sit and absorb pressure and they might get a penalty from their big target man. Think Stoke. Nobody ever wanted to watch Stoke back in the day, did they? You know, nobody wanted to. You know, the only time you see him do well is when they outplayed Arsenal, when Arsenal win there. So, right. So, another London club here. Another nice family-run club, apart from their chairman being a fucking rat. Probably got the nicest Premier League, uh, Premier League manager. Crystal Palace. So um, Zaha's got to do some business. Um, I, I think they're just a steady club. You know what I mean? They've not got a lot of turnover. They haven't got, signed a lot of players, but they've not lost a lot. They've still got the same spine of the team. Um, you know, they, they, you know, 15th. I've not really got much to say about Palace because they're, they've not really done a lot, but they've not lost a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, they're just one of those. Uh, they're consistent. They're middling, yeah, consistent. And the thing is, if they got rid of Roy Hodgson, I think they might struggle. I, I don't know because they don't have a, like a an overabundance of talent that you think are going to be really good. So yeah, Palace. Uh, I've got a lot. You know, I've got a got a, a soft spot for Roy. He's a nice guy, nice chap. 
So yeah, we've got a soft spot person, for Palace as well. Person, by the way, Palace fans yeah. they always make the best noise. What they should do is they should just if people can't if people are playing Palace, no offense to the other fans, but if you're playing Palace away, yeah, so um, for you Leicester Palace away, they should not bother trying to pipe any neutral noise in. Just get the Palace fans because they make enough noise for both sets of fans. So shout out to them. Shout out to them. Loud motherfuckers. Next is 14th, West Ham United. Border these, like, like border West Ham right now. They made some big signings. They've got David Moyes in charge. They're an average team, middle of the table. They've got some really good sprinkling of talent, but like Yalmalenko. Um, but yeah, they're just middling, you know what I mean? Average at best. You know, I don't, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I haven't got a great deal to say about these teams not because i don't like them just because they're the sort of middling i can't see them breaking 10th do you know what i mean looking at the squads ahead of them i can't see them breaking 10th so you, you're calling it the hammers not finishing 10th place at all they'll finish 14th they'll barely be, right. they'll, they'll they'll not be in relegate they won't be in a dogfight like they were because you got to give david moyes credit he did a fucking amazing job at everton with no money he got some great talent through everton with very mm-hmm. little money and let's be honest west ham have been spunking that money so they're gonna you know those two greedy dogs you know are gonna want to um what have they called uh golden i, I don't even know what their name because i don't care about them enough because they just look like a pair of horrible people they look like they pay you below minimum wage and sack you as soon as you got ill so next one uh in, and so west ham are going to be 14th yeah I th- you know outside of the bottom three I th- i'm pretty confident with this list but I can't see West Ham going above. I, if West Ham get above the next team, I'll be surprised. So next team is uh, not too local to me. Is Sheffield United, the Blades. This the one, Blades. This one makes me feel twice as good because my knobhead brother is a Wednesday fan. So the longer the Blades stay in the Premier League, the better it is. <laughs> um, Go on, you Blades. Up the Blades. UTB. We have a, a post. Many boys writes UTB on my post because he knows I'm a I'm a Norwich fan. So all last season, UTB on any of my letters that had my name. <laughs> I'm not sure if you're allowed to do that. Is that defacement of, of, of property? <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a legend anyway, so it's all good. Sheffield yeah, shout, shout out the Royal Mail. Got some really good players uh, who don't. The thing is, Sheffield United embody this kind of mid-table spirit, but they're a bit better. They've got like bits of quality that make them better, um, if that makes sense. Uh-huh. Um, it's kind of like they are. You, people are going to say, "Oh, West Ham are better." Yeah, West Ham might have better individuals, but realistically, one thing they don't have is Billy Sharp. Everybody likes Billy Sharp. Yeah, everyone likes Secondly, Billy Sharp. They don't have the Greasy Chicken Butty song. It sounds like I'm a right paid-up member of Bloody Sheffield United Club here. <laughs> but they've got they've got some good players. Effectively, they've got Basham, Fleck, um, No. Effectively, the um, effectively they've got a lot of. Um, They've got a lot of players that are better than the sums of their parts. So, for so example, they, they play more like a unit, don't they? Yeah, they're a, they're a proper team. Like there are, and in, they you go back to like the old school Forest references of having teams like Man United of the nineteen ninety nine. They had some top quality players, much better than the Sheffield United, but they played as a team. They had like good attitude, like a you know a proper 
never say die. They've got a good gutsy attitude, which I think is endearing for a team that's come up. Um, I don't want them to suffer from second season syndrome. A lot of teams come up, stay up one season because nobody knows how to deal with them, and then they get clapped and go down the next season. They can figure it out. I think Sheffield United will be fine. They've got enough. They've got a great coach. He, you know, he, he he reminds me of another boss who I'll compare him to, Sean Dyche. They're a bit further up the list at Burnley. He commits that like old school football mentality of doing the basics right so you, you're smart you're polite you do the basics you pass you don't do you don't you know you don't try to be a, a superstar world beater because you don't need to be you play as a squad uh they've got obviously david mcgoldrick um who's i think he might be like one of the unluckiest premier league players in the world he gets really good chances but he just can't finish um if he gets into any form of finishing form he could be real good like real, really good. They've got that. I think it's Lee Mousse. Um, he's got top goals and top assists, but he doesn't do anything. He's not like a tracker back, you know. He doesn't do. He doesn't do your drills, work. boys. He doesn't do. He doesn't work. But uh, Wilder will be telling him, "Look, son, I'll drop you from that team if you don't. If you don't work hard." Um, I, I know a lot of of the Sheffield United team because I've got a lot of friends who are Sheffield United. But effectively, Chris Basham, if he has another season like he has last season at the back. They're going to be fine. He's an absolute monster, like real big at the back, really impressive. Uh, and he's played there for like nine years. Um, I think he was there the first time Sheffield United were in the Prem, back wow. in controversial terms. Um, then there's John Fleck. Um, you know, he's um, you know, he's he's got a good passing rate. Um, and and I think it's Ollie Norwood. I think is the. Uh, the relatively younger lad who's creating some big long balls. There's lots of there's lots of stats that prove well for Sheffield United. I just want to say that they, they should look good. Like I can't see him being can't see him drop. So I'm going to put these next three. I'm going to include Sheffield United in this in sort of an intangible order um, because I think it could be close. And Sheffield United fans and the team above them are going to despise me for this, including my mates who I know who are Sheffield United fans. It's, so Sheffield going to Sheffield United could be thirteenth, twelfth, or eleventh. Yeah, all right. But the team above them is Leeds. Now everybody's going to be like, "You fucking dick! Why have you put Leeds at like 12th? Very similar to Sheffield United, except I think they've got a better manager. Okay, their manager is very very smart. There's bit this you just when other big top club managers say you are a top tier manager, and we're not talking. This guy is not like Bielsa is not like just appeared from nowhere he's like he's done his due you know proper coaching i don't mean like um like he just rocked up and just give, been given everything the guy's been around for a long long time like i think it was newell's old boys his first club he's been in espanol he's managed argentina he managed uh, chile bilbao marseille lazio so he's had a lot before he came to leeds um he's you know different styles of football uh, and lots of people say he's like people people come out and say stuff like he's a really influential football manager in terms of tactic strategy so there's something there i think um uh, they're going to be fine leeds no problem um just it's their first season so they just need no injuries basically if they get any bad injuries and um, and they've had it effectively. I think uh, I think that could be said for a lot of clubs, but they are. I don't. I know they've been doing a bit of business, but I don't think they've done enough. I don't think many clubs have done enough, to be honest. I don't think a lot of clubs have been. Obviously, lockdown is causing financial issues. Um, I think Man United came out and said something stupid the other day, like they're not trying to sign money, superstar money players. 
Jesus Christ, you've been in debt for like nine years, man. You know, what's more debt, you know, to you guys? Um, so yeah, that's them 12 leads. And so, and the last one in that sort of um, outside the top 10 is Burnley. Um, Burnley are another one of them clubs like Stoke, like Brighton, where you think one of the top tier clubs, you know, top fours, top sixes should go and, and get a result like quite comfortably, you know, mm-hmm. but they never do. Burnley basics. Um, there's um, that Jake Humphreys chap, the presenter, did a, uh, a podcast with um, Sean Dyching. Uh, the manager of Burnley, and I'd advise anyone to watch it. It's very, very good. He talks about like the basics, like being polite, saying hello, good morning, all this kind of stuff that you wouldn't think you'd see in a football club. But again, a family club, you know, like a lot of these mid-table clubs, they're a family club. They're not, um, you know, they try to, you know, they try to sort of be owned responsibly, etc. Not all of them, um, but. Yeah, Burnley are just steady. You know what I mean? They're, they're Burnley are the sort of team, right? You'll they'll lose, say three nil to West Ham in a capitulation. Just say they're having a bad day at the office, yeah. But then they'll go away to Spurs, away to Arsenal, away to Chelsea. So out of a possible nine points, they might get six. Do you know what I mean? They're that sort of squad. They're they're, they're gritty. You know, they were in a relegation battle. Um, the you know the season they got into Europe when they were in the Europa League, they were struggling. But the Deitch and the boys. You know, they went again and they did all right. So no problems there. I can't see um I can't see I can't see him in any trouble. But Bernie Lee's and I'm not sure where we got cut off then. They put forty no one as the timer. Mm-hmm. What did you what's the last bit you heard? Something about Burnley? Burnley. Oh, I didn't miss all that. Right, okay. So did you get me break Burnley down or not? No. Question? Right. Um so you can start recording now, basically. Burnley are 11th. Um, no problems with Burnley's Burnley squad. Good good squad. They haven't lost anybody. They haven't brought anybody. They're well run. Um, Sean Dyche did a podcast with um, that Jake Humphreys chap, um, who's a presenter, and then he talks about like doing the basics well. So, like, hello, good morning. All this stuff you wouldn't associate with footballers because they are too far away from common people. Um, yep. It turns out Sean Dyche is bringing that back at Burnley, treating, you know, getting uh, footballers or young men to be more respectful, um, you know, and holding holding themselves accountable as a club. Um, so, same squad. I think, I think. 11th is a fair result. They could get higher. The one con thing that concerns me is if that they somehow get higher, they will um, maybe suffer the same issues they suffered before when they went into Europe. So they got into Europe, um, I think it was last season or the season before, and they struggled because they didn't have the squad depth and they got into a bit of a uh, pickle with uh, relegation, like a pseudo relegation battle. It was soon sorted. Daichi and the boys went again, but. Yeah, nice squad. Bits of talent in there. Chris Wood, notable player. They've got they've got quite a few. You know, not they're one of those like you always say, um, proper team. Do you know what I mean? They're a proper mm-hmm. team. Um, so that rounds out eleventh to twentieth. Do you have any? Do you have any thoughts on there? Do you disagree? Do you think I've been too harsh? Do you think I've been too nice? No, uh, I think that's fair. Uh, um, but yeah, eleventh to thirteenth could change. I think. I think that effectively, you could even argue, just to give me a bit of a cop out, <laughs> would be anybody. And you know, it, it's, it's arguably harder to to call tenth and below than above. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So number ten in the table, so tenth in this list from Botwell, so twentieth downward is Leicester. All right. All right. So 
they've got a good squad, good signings, no problem there. Um, just squad depth. Is going to be again, again, like yeah. that is the that is the like with all these, um, like let's just say lesser midly, uh, mid table at the yeah. moment, yeah. Uh, uh, but at least they'd be consistent. Obviously, I'd like them to do better, however, um, they've got a few kinks to just iron out, really. They want yeah. to do better, yeah. They've, um, they've, they've signed a new right back, I know they got him from Atalanta. Um, they've got some young players. The one thing they've got is a lot of young players, and that's always gonna gonna help their uh, their situation. I'm a big fan of Yuri Tielemans. Um, a lot of people who play um, football manager will know of him. Uh, they've got that Adrian Silver guys back for some cover. You come back from loan from Monaco. Um, there's there's um they've got the problem they have is any injuries. And they will keep banging on about small squad size. Obviously, I'm biased because the mighty James Madison plays there, but he's not 100% fit. They're not sure about yet. Um, Harvey Barnes as well, great little player, young young kid, 22. Um, you know, there's a lot of these. Um, Damari Gray, they've got a lot of um, a lot of potential. I think uh, Kelechi Inacho could have a good season this season. Um, he's had a bit. He's had sort of poor or average seasons at best um, at Leicester, the for, former Man City forward, but. I think he's good. He's only 23, let's be honest. He's their youngest striker. Yeah, he's a young. Um, you've got, um, you know, what would you call him? don't know what you'd call him. Um, he's almost timeless in this respect. Vardy, he's 33 now. Obviously, he's lost a tiny bit of pace, but he's still rapido. Like, real, real quick. Like, really fast. Still gives, you know, you don't get, you don't get, you know, golden boot levels of goals, do you? Exactly. Without, um, we've been slow and not been able to put it in the in the net. So uh, yeah, I am a big fan of Vardy. I think he's I think he's good enough to lead the line for this squad. Um, they just need to make sure they can get him enough service from midfield. Um, outside of that, um, you've got Iosi Perez. I'm not sure. I'm not sure why Leicester has this player. I I cannot see. Maybe I'm just blind, but I cannot see how, what's so good about Iosi Perez after many many average seasons at Newcastle. I'm not sure. He's not a new player. I'm just not rating him. Um, I think Newcastle. Absolutely rob Leicester blind when they sold him to him. Easy money. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely better than passive income. <laughs> um, so that's it with Leicester. And just to uh, reiterate, I think they're being linked with David, David Brooks as well. He was that young winger from Bournemouth, former Sheffield United youngster. So, yeah. Um, regarding value, I do think, even though I've just slammed Leicester a little bit and people will be like, why are they 10th if you think they're average at best? Well, I still think they're enough for West Brom. I think they'll do West Brom big style this weekend. Easy. So that's where it'll be. Now, number ninth, I've toyed with this a couple of times, yeah? And it's mainly based on the form of one player. And number nine is Southampton. Okay. So I've got some friends down south who are Saints fans, and they're going to be like, God, there's something wrong with this guy. Um, the main reason is they've got they ended last season very comfortably. They were confident, they look good as a team. They've got um a few good players coming in. Um, so um they've got I think it's uh Kyle Walker Peters coming in from Spurs for 12 million. Good little player, young player. They've got a young goalkeeper um just joined, so some cover there. From the Southampton B team, I think uh, they've got some young play. They've got a, a young lad coming back from loan spell. I think Josh Sims who went to Red Bull, so he went to uh, went to play in the Bundesliga. 
um, which is good for him. Um, but yeah, I think they're okay. They've got plenty of young players. But the main thing, the main point, they've got Che Adams as well. Uh, if he finds a bit of form, they're okay. But the main point I'm making is Danny Ings absolute body bagged it last season. You know, scored scored plenty of goals. You know, the guy, the guy's um, getting towards his. You know, people are going to say he's in his prime. He had a terrible time at Liverpool, but you know, for last season, he was you know real good, real real good. You know, but there's something to be said about like. Hitting your stride, but then there's a there's a second wind as well. Yeah, I think when he was a uh, when he was at Burnley, he was good, and then when 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 um, Liverpool bought him, he just seemed to just lose it. But yeah, he's um, I'm, I'm very very much um, very much of the fact that um, if Danny Ings stays fit, I know he's got a bit of uh, I know he's a bit prone to injury, but if Danny Ings stays fit, they're gonna be gonna be in good nick, you know. Real good. Um, I mean, the, uh, just to uh, just on a side note, like recovery within, like re- uh, recovery between athletes has gone up. The technology that they're employing, there's a uh, this cryotherapy now that yeah. uh, a lot of uh, teams are employing. So hopefully, like obviously, no one likes to see anyone to get injured, regardless of who you support. Yeah, I mean, it, it has gotten a lot better. Oh yeah, and and I think a lot of players are learning how to play a different style of football, or they're learning what their bodies can do. So, yes, uh, it's it's the self awareness. Self awareness, yeah. So, uh, Danny, as long as he stays injury injury free, he scored what twenty five goals last season. Um, in total, two, I think he got two in two in. I think he got one in one cup, two in the AFL cup, and then like twenty two in the Prem with two assists. Good. That's what you want. You need twenty. As these sort of size clubs, you need twenty plus goals. Do you know what I mean per season? Yeah. Um, so I think uh, I think Southampton are going to be fine. They've got that. I'd argue that some people would say you should have put Leicester above Southampton. But the thing that Southampton have is they have like a, a confidence that's baked in them from doing really well last season. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm going to. Um, I'm going to say they're ninth, um, just based on just based on Danny Ings, because aside from Vardy, outside of that list going up, so from ninth upwards, so ninth and tenth, obviously, but above that, I can't see anybody scoring twenty plus goals unless they have a breakout season. Um, so that takes us to eighth. Here we go, top eight. Top eight. Here we go. Um, I just want to say before before uh, Southampton play Palace. Um, I would back goals in that game, probably over 2.5. 2.5, cheeky 2.5. If you made me choose and the odds are good enough. Um, so, yeah, that takes us to eight, so top eight. So, in a, in a tournament format, people care about top eight. So, next is Everton. Um, Raw. So, yeah, uh, a lot of people might sound surprised by that, but don't be. Um, they've made plenty of good signings. Um, they have, they've got a new boss. Well, I say a new boss. A, a, a boss can have a um, a proper season in charge this time. Mm-hmm. So obviously it's Carlo Ancelotti. Um, you know, so main areas are they've got, um, you know, they've got a variety of um, of players across off, across their um, sort of spectrum. The lineup. Yeah. Um, and it's what's the best way to describe it? Um, um, I think 
I think outside of all outside of that sort of top um, top six, they've got the um, they've got a large amount of talent in their team, mainly potential. Um, that makes sense. Um, um, like um, the what would you call it? Um, <laughs> a world ticket appears. <laughs> uh, um, I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to think of uh, what you. What you. There's got to be a better word than what I'm struggling to find. Um, but effectively, they've got a lot of. You're the one who speaks England, mate. I do not know that English. It's really hard. It's really hard to choose one. Um, so it's. I would argue that they've got a lot, a lot, a lot of depth in terms of the front half of the pitch. The only thing that concerns me is the back end of the, of the field. So defenders, I'm not I'm not overly massively fan of Michael Keane, who's a centre-back. Um, I'm not, a f- I'm, I don't know what's happening to Jordan Pickford either. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know whether his confidence is it through the floor, but he went from being like top quality, England, real, real techers, and now he's like, where, where? So I'm not sure what's going on there. Um, Yerry Mina is probably, I'd argue, is their best centre back. Mason Holgate's looking good as well. Um, but yeah, they've, they've, I like Luca Dinia at the back as well. I think he's pretty good. They've signed that uh, Niels Onkuku, I think it's pronounced from Marseille. And um, John Joe Jenny, John Joe Kenny is back from Schalke as well. So they just need, they just need to get some structure in the team. They have got a big team though. Like they have got a lot of depth. So they've got like Fabian Delph, utility player. They've got that young kid Tom Davies who had a couple of break uh, breakout seasons not so long ago. They've just signed James Rodriguez, of course, as their as their stardust to their attack and attacking midfield. Gilfie Sigurdsson's thirty one now, so is he still going to be able to do it? Um, Alex Awobi needs to learn to finish, um, and um, and that's simply it. Um, I can't see. Um, I can't see sort of, um, I can't see him like bagging twenty plus goals, but he needs to. He needs to get assists at least. But but the main thing he does is, um, you know, like the Yannick Balassi, they played for their pace and their power. Um, Yannick Balassi more for the pace. Richarlison, if he has a good season, you know, the Brazilian centre forward, he's twenty three. So the the thing is, they've got a really, really, really young front line. So they've got Richarlison, who's twenty three, proven Premier League goal scorer. He can score goals. Moise Keane is op- I'm hoping he gets a, a better um, sort of um, run of games and gets some goal scoring form. And uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin, who is a bit of a uh, a favourite in our household, we love him because he's young English and uh, you know he's just a good 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 player, um, just a, a decent talent, you know. A likable character, so I think I think Everton will be fine. Um, I can't see any problems with squad depth, unlike the all the others that I keep banging on about squad depth. I can't. Um, I don't. I don't see any problems there. Um, so, yeah, Everton are uh, Everton are going to be in a good nick. I think. Um, I don't think they've got. I don't think they've got any concerns from um, from anyone behind them. So mm-hmm. I don't think they'll get caught by Southampton. Um, people are going to say Leicester will catch him, but I can't see it. I can't see it. If anything happens to Madison, they've had it. Um, but yeah, Everton are a good nick. Next one, Wolves. Um, I'm a Wolves seven. Are you Wolves the seven? Yeah, I'm a big fan of Wolves. Uh, people are going to be like, oh, well, what do you mean you're a big fan of Wolves? The Wolves. Back to the Wolves. Right. Oh. So... Um, I was just saying before I got the boot, um, Ruben Neves is a defensive midfielder. Had a great season last season. Very, very good. Um, highly touted. He's only 23. Big, um, you know, big, big, big.
big sort of value on his head. Uh, Leander Didonka um, or Dendonka, I think it's, I think I missed an N out there. Um, another good player, nice defensive midfielders. Both both him and Neves are defensive midfielders, but they tend to go a bit further forward. Um, you know, contribute in some form, break up play. Um, they're, they're well they're a well coached team generally at, at that point they they're not afraid of getting um yellow cards because they understand the uh the risk of not you know of not getting rid of you know not hacking players down or pulling you know whatever the professional fouls are they're not afraid of committing them so then on from there you've got diego um Giotto, 23 good season last season um You've got Adama Traore, that absolute tank who looks like he should be playing any other sport apart from football. <laughs> In the size of that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unit, man. He could, like, literally, I think he could just go and play, like, uh, on the wing in, like, Ruggers. Could probably be, like, a running back in the NFL. The guy is an absolute monster. And he's got great techers as well for a, for a big guy. He's like a um, it's like a Waitrose version of um, Hacking Fenworth, basically, when he plays on the wing. <laughs> Uh, Raul Jimenez, obviously centre forward, twenty nine prime, goal scoring. They're, they're just a good team. They've got a lot. Of, the main thing I like them is they attack. They're not. They don't. You know, they're one of these. I don't want to say smaller clubs because it's offensive, but uh, let's put it this way: they're the best team in Birmingham these days, or in that area in the West Midlands. Um, yeah, I can't. I can't see anything. Anything. Anything bad for Wolves this season. Um, I'd love them to get another European campaign. I'd love them to. Uh, just because they 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 play, they're playing obviously the well tactics and formation, man marking, whatever strat style. Yeah, don't matter who they play, they still go for the throw. That's why I like. Yep. That's why fans, I think, neutral fans possibly like them. Um, and this, um, and this, the next one is um, the next one. I changed my mind out about a couple of times. Um, just based on re- on on what events had happened until recently, but I've switched this. Initially, I had Arsenal six and Spurs fifth, oh. controversially my household anyway. But now the other way around, so Spurs are six and Arsenal are fifth, mainly because um, if anything happens to Harry Kane or Dele Alli, I'm not I'm not convinced about Spurs. I'm not convinced they're good enough. Simply, indeed, um, um, Mourinho's style of football wins. But do Tottenham want to win that way? Does Daniel Levy want to win that way? Um, and that's it. They've, um, you know, I'd, and they've, I know they've done a fair bit of business, but the business they've done is not notable. You know, they've signed they've signed Hoiberg from Southampton, who was a good player. Um, they've signed uh, Matt Doherty from Wolves, who was one of Wolves' better players. And I think Joe Arts come from Burnley on a free, Annie. To go to, to, I believe he has, yeah. yeah. I think that's wrong. So the main thing is for me, the, the standout player of that team is obviously Harry Kane. Gotta be. Um, but he's gonna start winning. I think he'll get I think you'll get one more season at Harry Kane or he's gone. See ya. I can't you know, I cannot see um I cannot see him staying outside of that. Eric Lamella, he's gotta start contributing a bit more. Um I think Lucas Moura will have another good season, but the main man for me is uh Hyung Min Son. Gotta love that guy. What a Hyung guy. Min Son. Sa- South Korean legend. Um putting Spurs on the map basically in South Korea and English football. Um very good player. Uh, and Delhi Alley, probably the best the best single talent England have produced since um Paul Gascoigne. 
He's incredible. You cannot hate on Deli Ali. Ah, oh, well, this is where I'm going to get to. He's, his technical ability is top tier, top, top tier. He might be naturally gifted. The problem is the guy's a massive wanker. Um, you know, there, there's been loads of clips of the Mourinho thingy. Um, on, you know, they've done that Spurs series on Amazon, haven't they? And he just calls him a lazy fucker all the time. Mourinho's <laughs> just ragging on him, calling him a lazy fucker. Um, he, he is lazy, but he's incredibly talented. He's and that's what upsets talented. me. Like, if he trained, um, I'm going to, like, if Mourinho calls him a bad trainer, like, if he trained him um, and was as good. I, I like, and the funny thing is, I think if anybody's going to get the best out of him, it would be Mourinho, because Mourinho doesn't stand for none of your bullshit. Speaking of bullshit, Danny Rose, you can fuck off. I've had enough that clips making the waves around the web. You know, what sort of what sort of player goes to the boss and says, Well, I think I'm good enough to play, has it out with you. Now Mourinho's a bit of a prick to some people, but he's a good manager. He's proven to be successful wherever he's gone. He's won something wherever he's gone. Incredibly successful. Managed some of the best talents in the game, you know. And Danny Rose just goes, well, I'm going to talk to Daniel. Fine, go and squeal. Go and squeal to the chairman. And then the chairman will just say, Well, it's Jose's decision. Fuck off, Danny, you little bumberclart. So, not a fan of Danny Rose. He's a wrong one. He's shown himself for being a wrong one. The thing is, right, he sat, into the, he sat in that video with Mourinho, yeah, and acted like he was fucking prime Maldini. Bruh, you're 30 years old. You've done very little. You haven't won anything that I can think of. And you've got an attitude like you're a big man thing, you know? Yep. Not having it. Not having it. Danny Rose, fuck off. Need to get rid of that guy. Easy. So. I initially put Spurs ahead of Arsenal, but, 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 changed my mind. And like I said, I've changed my mind because, um, because it looks like basically we're waiting for it. Basically, we are waiting for Arsenal to announce that Obama Yang um, has signed his contract. That acquisition. Um, so it, it looks like they're just playing it coy at the minute. Uh, now, I um, I routinely have a bit of a conversation with my mate Jack about Aubameyang. Now, I said it pisses me off because in the start of the season, he always used to miss sitters and it used to fuck me off royally. And then suddenly, towards the last quarter of the season, just banging goals in. Don't matter. Those goals are scored against Chelsea, Man City and the Cup. It's improvement, fam. Um, yeah, but he, the guy's a world class striker, so it aggravated me. He's, he was bagging it, bagging goals. He's like a, he's just prolific like you give him a sniff of the net and he should finish but he wasn't for Arsenal so I'm thinking what's going on here anyway he's turned it around he's smashing goals in uh, he effectively is the future yeah he's the future of Arsenal basically if mm -hmm. Arsenal don't get him get him tied um don't get him tied up uh, we're just waiting for it effectively um but it's at half two now we've been at this for about an hour um, mm -hmm. we're effectively waiting for it to be announced basically we're just waiting right Top yeah. five, fam. So, so, so Arsenal are fifth. So Arsenal are fifth. Tottenham are sixth. Arsenal are fifth. Um, and I should say that Arsenal, I think, had one of their worst seasons on record last season. And they still won more than Spurs. So I'm just going to put that out there for my dad because uh, he's a diehard Arsenal fan. So yep. There we go. <laughs> um, that's that. Yeah. Arsenal are fifth, easy. I can't see. Can't, the, the thing is, I'd love for him to challenge. I'd love for him to challenge the top four. I'd love for him to push push Chelsea out of the top floor, you know. But it all depends on the Ozil situation. 
Um, that's a big issue. I'm a, I'm a huge fan of um, Danny Ceballos. I think he's a top quality player. Mohamed El Neni's looking good when we saw him. Um, I hope they don't get rid of Ainsley Maitland Niles. That's being rumoured. Um, and Emiliano, Emiliano Martinez, <laughs> their goalkeeper, who's been at the club since forever, like eight years or something, he's been there. He's been fighting to get his place. There's talk about him leaving as well. Um, let's talk about Rob Holding going out on loan. Now, I'm not sure how many times Rob Holding's going to need to go out on loan to learn how to become a fucking centre-back, but just keep him in the bloody team. Um, the superstars of that team are, for me, for, for me personally, it's Danny Ceballos. I, I mean, I mean like superstars, I mean like real good talents. Obviously, um, Danny Ceballos, Lacazette, Aubameyang, Pepe, and I, I can't, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm really excited to see William pay for him because we, William's a, 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 a loved player in our household, big Willie style. We love shouting when he's on the pitch. Top quality player. Everybody knows what he's going to do. They just can't stop him. Um, deemed surplus to requirements at Chelsea. So over to the Reds of London he goes. Could, you know, could do good. But the main shout is Kieran Turney. That guy came from Celtic to Arsenal. Now, I'm just going to say, um, sorry, Scott. Actually, no, fuck Scottish football. It's dog shit. It's terrible. It's terrible. It's awful. Van Dyke bagged it up himself for Celtic for how many seasons? Tierney's been doing the same for Celtic. Comes to Arsenal, has like two bad games, and then people are starting to speculate, and now he's just running the show down that left-back side. Quality player. Top quality player. And I need to express how big a gulf in class there is between the Premier League and, and I'm just going to fucking say Celtic and Rangers because there's only really two clubs in that league. Sorry. No, not sorry. Fuck you guys. Still dog shit. <laughs> Scottish football is tragic. But what I do like about it, and I can't hate, is because they get fucking stuck in. I love it. I love it because they get stuck in. So the quality's poor, but they just fucking have it. I just love it. Just big tackles going. It's like the it's like um, it's like football in England if it didn't evolve almost. Uh, but I just I I hate it because it's lack of talent and skill, and some players get um, coached out of playing properly. Do you know what I mean? Into a fucking mm-hmm. more aggressive uh, body bag style, but. Kieran Turney going from Celtic to to basically to Arsenal is like a massive upgrade. It's like from going to from a Renault Five to an Aston Martin. It is incredibly, incredibly, incredibly difficult of a skill gap. But he did it and he's done well. So he had a bit of a shaky start, done well. But I'm, you know, a bit biased probably towards Arsenal. I can't put I can't put fucking Spurs above Arsenal. I get thrown out of the house. What's wrong with me? Um, so that's where we are. So now go on, drum roll me in. Here we are. It is top four time. So top four gang. Top four gang. So who would you, who would you put in your top four? I mean, there's. Shall I narrow down the teams to the top four, basically? I'll tell you the four <coughs> teams we got left, yeah, to give you a bit of help. Chelsea, so we've got Man City, yeah, Chelsea, Man City, United. And Liverpool. And Liverpool. Now, who do you think is going to win the league? It better not be Liverpool again. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you uh, don't want, so do you want Liverpool to win or not? Uh, no, not really, just to keep things spicy, you know. Okay. I'm thinking it's either it's going to be down to either City or United. Um, what for second? For um to win the league. 
All right. So you think you think right? Okay, that's controversial because I well I say controversial. I've been told my opinion is controversial on the top four. I've been told I'm talking out my fucking arse. So directly by a Chelsea fan today. Oh yeah, I just want to shout out Brad, you fucking prick. So I know you're going to be listening. So I'm going to flame you now. Right. So this guy has had a hundred pounds on Chelsea to win the Premier League at ten to one. Okay. Right. Now, I would have That's gone brave. to his house with a striped mask and a jumper and robbed him a £100. Because that's <laughs> what's happened to this guy. Now, people are going to be saying, Rob, old man, Chelsea have signed 200 mils worth of talent. So, the problem is when you sign that many, that much talent, yeah, you've got to bed in. You've got to have bedding in time. You can't just stick them all on a training field and expect them to intrinsically know how to play if they've never played together before. Indeed. So, Brad, you've lost your £100. Our side better £50. You may as well just pay me it now so when I can get some more beers when I go and see Pagu, you know. In fact, I'll, I'll, I'll give my £50 to me and he can have your £50 because him degenerately drinking it by buying more brew dog is better than you giving it to the bookies. Fuck my life. Honestly. So who do you who do you reckon? Right, so who do I reckon is going to win the league? No, no, no. Let's start fourth. Chelsea. Right. Then you're going to go, what do you mean? Fourth. Well, let's just... No, be... I, hope, I hope they... Uh, I mean, I don't like Chelsea very much. Right, so the thing is, right, for 200 million, big Roman Abramovich, a.k.a. I can't go back to Russia or they're going to kill me, um, do... <laughs> Does he class two hundred million out of out of his own pocket? Does well, it's not out of his own pocket, but does he class spending two hundred mil on all these players, yeah, and finishing fourth? Do you class that as a success? No, no, exactly. So what what happens is they finish fourth, uh, and I think they're going to finish fourth. You know. Mm-hmm. They've signed a ton of players. They've told they've signed. Um, I'll save the best till last, but they've obviously signed Timo Werner. Um, from uh, RB Leipzig. They've signed Hakim Zayech from Ajax. They've got Big Kai Havertz from Bayer Leverkusen. Those three are, 50, are you know, what was that, 47.7, 36 mil, yeah? And then another 72 mil, just like that, in the words of Joe Rogan. Just like that. Um, You know, I, I think the worst thing they've ever done recently signed Danny Drinkwater, but whatever. Um. <laughs> You don't I, like the drink water. Oh, I know he's you shocking. don't. He's, sh- he's another English player, isn't he? Like, oh, there's a few of them here. Let's have a look. Oh, there's Danny Drinkwater and Ross Barkley. Oh, hello. We're English. We've got a speck of talent. Let's get the fucking price up. Woo woo. It's the sound of the transfer police. No. Ross Barkley is done. He was good at Everton until he decided he was a prick and wanted to leave. Danny Drinkwater, whatever. He might be one of the worst players to win the Premier League, apart from Eric Jemba Jemba, whatever. Um, one player I do really like for Chelsea, a youngster, super youngster. He's got like a weird, he's got like a weird ability to keep hold of the ball. You know, like Messi does. I'm not classing him as the same as Messi before anybody starts losing their fucking mind. But you know how Messi's always got the ball like on a string, as they like to say. That mm-hmm. Billy Gilmore, that young Scottish kid, he's only 19. He played a couple of times for Chelsea last season, and he's uh, he's looking real good. He's injured at the minute. He's got quite a long term injury, so hopefully it doesn't hamper his career too much. 
but I'm a big fan, big fan of his. Ruben Loftus-Cheek, that guy better get in the fucking team. I love that guy. He's a quality player. And he's one of these English players who could actually make something of himself, like the, um, like the right-back Reese James. But however, outside of that, they've signed Ben Chilwell, 45.18 mil or something. Um, I think he's listed as having been slightly having a knock. So they're not sure if he's fit, yeah? Mm-hmm. Um, then they've got Malang Saar, who they bought from uh, Nice on a free, I think. So that's about the best bit of business they've done. But the number one is they've got Thiago Silva, block and skeet. Block and skeet. So free transfer from PSG, probably propping up big wages for that guy, though. But there's a lot of players there. Oh, and the issue of uh, that goalkeeper, what's his name, Kepper, who's like, I'm not coming off. Fuck you, boss. I'm not coming off. We all went through that last season. Um, quite funny, to be honest. Um, so I am. Uh, I'm just. I was just about to say, Kepo laugh. So <laughs> it just honestly, Chelsea are going to get top four. They'll get fourth. They've got they've they've got enough talent to get top four. Yeah, but mm-hmm. they ain't pushing any higher than that. And I think Arsenal could challenge them. God, I would love Arsenal to challenge them. Just imagine that two hundred mil down the drain, and they just fucking get clattered by Arsenal. So. It'd just be, um, you know, yeah, that's. Um, but like I said earlier, the 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 Brighton Chelsea game is the is the thingy of the weekend. Is the risque one of the weekend? Brighton could sit, set up shop and just um, and just hold out Chelsea. Whether Chelsea have properly trained together as a big unit, because that's a, that's the thing you bring in one, two, three, three really good um, forwards and a, and a left. Back that is basically a, a, a winger at this point in Chilwell. You've got four players who are going to need to bed together to, to learn how to play together. Yep. You don't get that in a couple of weeks. So um, the pivotal, the basically the first, till Christmas is the big one. People always say you win the league at Christmas, but the big one is Chelsea at Christmas. They need to be in, need to be chasing or leading. Yeah. I wish you a Merry Christmas. Yeah, yes, <laughs> that. They certainly need. Uh, they certainly need some. I think they're going to need some luck more than the other teams. They just need to put on the Euro beat and just play like Chelsea does. Uh, credit, like I hate Chelsea, but credit to you lot. You guys played good, fucking. Well, football. they played well under Benitez. They played nice football, relatively nice winning football under Mourinho. But I'm not convinced by it. they're playing really nice football on the front lampard. They just they got clattered in the cup, didn't they? They got hammered. They've... That's the only thing. Like if I was to root for Chelsea to win, it's because I would like for Frank Lampard to win a title. The thing is though, now, like a lot of players who seem to ruin their legacy in a club, if they end up fourth or behind even Spurs or Arsenal, you know, in if what happens if they don't end up in like the top eight? Just imagine, imagine the fucking scenes. Lampard's yeah. one of their legendary players, one of the best English players we've ever had. Um, but they don't make him a good manager. So they might not. True. But I'm going to put them fourth based on the talent they've signed. The talent they've signed are baggers. They're, they're ballers. They know how to play. So who do you think I've got third? United. Yeah, I have got United third. Yeah, that is based on them getting Sancho. Just listen to this for a midfield, yeah? Just listen to this. Pogba, World Cup winner, mercurial talent. Bruno Fernandes, possibly the best impact player of the second half of the season. I thought he was a bit overrated until I watched him play, and then I was like, shit, this guy's actually real good. And then Jaden Sancho. Imagine that for midfield. United, you know? 
United mm-hmm. have had a, a midfield like that for years. Like a real fucking good attacking team. Like could be, they, they look good. Like my brother who's not a United fan, he's not a United lover by any means, yeah? Mm-hmm. He said to me when we watched him play in the Europa League that this is the best he's seen Man U play since Fergie left. And a lot of Man United fans may agree. They won stuff with Mourinho, I believe, but did they play the nice attacking style? Um, probably not. So issues with the team are um, De Gea looking a bit low on confidence and Dean Henderson's um, back at United, the superstar. I'm going to call him a young superstar goalkeeper. He's only 23. Oh, shit, he's English. I called him a young superstar. He's going to do nothing. Um he was on loan at Sheffield United, obviously, last season. So we'll ignore their um, thingies. You know what I mean? We'll ignore their, uh, their, their, their back. The main, the main thing we care about, yeah, is the forwards, don't we? Let's be honest. They've got Mason Greenwood, um, Martial, um, Rashford and James. I'm, I'm calling them their front four because effectively they're, they're, they're wingers and such. Uh, I'm a big fan of Rashford. He's, an, he's Sir Marcus Rashford now, isn't he? Hasn't he got a, a, a Sir? Uh, Indeed. Because uh, of his um, his attempts to stop our filthy conservative government starving children, um, so um, <laughs> Marcus Rashford, uh, I think he's a great player. Good, good, good. You know, aptitude for the game. You know, I like watching him. To me, he's Mister Manchester United. Local kid plays well. Uh, that Daniel James, they got um, that young Welsh kid, very good player. Martial, I'm not sure about Martial. He, he's hit a bit hot and cold. If Martial, it's a bit consistent form. Could be real, real nice. And Mason Greenwood, he, he's a talent for the future. You know, they're all young. Greenwood's 18. Marshall's only 24, even though he's been around for ages. Dan James is 22 and Rashford's 22. So then you've got, um, you know, Silver Fox himself, Juan Matter, 32. Love Juan Matter. Um, a big fan of him. I'm not a fan of Jesse Lingard. Let's just say about that prick, the better. Um, Bruno Fernandes. Spoke about him already. Big Fred. Standard Brazilian name there. Uh, big Fred. <laughs> big Fred. Does the job. Does the job in midfield. Uh, Scott True. Tom and A. I'm a big fan of this young lad. I think he's a real good utility player. Harkens back to like the uh, the G-Sung Parks, the John O'Shades that Man United used to have back in the day. Man United always, when Fergie was there, they've always loved a good utility player. And he's that. Uh, Donny van der Beek, that new player they've just signed from Ajax. Pogba. Well, I don't need to say anything about him, do I really? It's Pogba. Nope. Talented, super talented, just a bit of a prick sometimes, like Ali. So hopefully they'll sort themselves out. Um, my favorite, my favorite defensive player, possibly in the league, is Aaron Wambasaka, who they got from Crystal Palace. He's not a recent; he's a recent, I say, recent signing. Just love him. He's a proper old school throwback to a to a defender, like proper our tackle. Loves our tackle. Like I like our tackles, me. I'm just I've I've been I was brought up in the generation of harder tackling, you know, before mm-hmm, mm-hmm. before the. Uh, the European countries started diving everywhere, you know, like, oh, I'm waving the fucking cards around. Get up, Rodrigo, you bumba clark. Get up, <laughs> you fucking belly. You're embarrassing your team. Um, obviously, um, I, I'm biased. I love Aaron He's good with the ball, fast, powerful, loves a, loves a big tackle, puts a big hit in. We love it. Luke Shaw, 
mm, I'm, I'm another one of these English players. Phil Jones, living meme. It sounds like I'm just ragging on United here. They've got they've got enough to do the business, yeah? They've got enough to do the business. Harry Maguire, sec, uh, I think he's most expensive centre-back in, in, in England history, football history, whatever. Um, you know, loves the cheeky party in Greece, as we all know from the headline. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, now he's, um, uh, I've got, I've got. He come from from Sheffield United, didn't he? He's, he was brought up on the lane, so my mates all love him, even though he's a United player. Um, I um, I think he's good enough. Um, I still think Van Dijk's the best defender in the Premier League, hands down, hands down for Liverpool. But yeah, I've got United as as third, but um, I'd actually like him to get second, <laughs> but um, or even win it. I just you know, I just don't. I just yeah. I, I just I've got United there because of who they are, but the um, the thing is I could say the caveat. You know what I said about the bottom three and the middling teams that in the top four realistically, nearly all of them could challenge for it. Next, I've got City just based on their performance last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, they brought a, a lot of loanies back. They've got a lot of young kids in. It's whether Guardiola can do it again because let's be honest, this is this can be controversial. This, but I'm going to raise it anyway, and this is probably going to get us some cancelled. But at this stage, if if Man City don't win the if Pep Guardiola goes and spends a shitload of money before the before the windows open, yeah, before the window closes, yeah, if he does that, we've got to then start asking what's going on with Guardiola, yeah, mm-hmm. because he spent a lot of money, and last season with arguably the best player in the Premier League, or two of the best players, I'm going to say Kevin De Bruyne and um, Raheem Sterling, yeah? Um, You cannot let Liverpool fucking do you so dirty. Like, Liverpool had had the season wrapped up early. Do you know what I mean? Mm Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you can't let that happen again. You, you know, it's um, it's almost unforgivable that they got beaten so, um, you know, that they got, you know, they got beaten so easily. Um, that makes sense. It does. It does. Because in, and the only thing is, there was a bit of a strange reverse fixture, wasn't there? Where I think they got, um, where I think City beat them quite handily four nil. But outside of that, but by then the, the league was over. Liverpool didn't care. They got the trophy. Give me my gold. See, you. I'm on holiday. You know they didn't. You know they won it. They won it easy, man. Easy, really, really easy. And that and that's the point I'm making. They can't let that happen again. Like Man City are going to have to start questioning what actually happened. Do you know what I mean? They they can't. It just can't happen. Basically, no. that level of defeat can't happen. Um, it just can't. I just there's no words for it. All the money that Man United, Man City spend, sorry, and and they just got done easy. I think I can't remember who it was. I think it was um, Guardiola himself came out early and said, "Oh, the season was done two months ago." What the fuck? You don't say that as the coach of any chasing. You keep fighting for every game, don't you? You just go in, win, win. You know, obviously Liverpool were never going to throw away a massive gap, but you want to put pressure on them, don't you? You don't just concede the season's over that early. True, it just ain't acceptable. Like it's just really not. not. Like eighteen points was the final end, and it could have been much higher, just based on 
just based on results. Now, this is my point, and this is my issue, yeah? Liverpool got 99 last season, 81 City, 60 United, 66 United and 66 Chelsea. So, there was a golf in class. Clearly was a golf in class, yeah? Mm-hmm. The problem is, Man City have got a big enough squad, but I don't think... I'm starting to question Pep Guardiola now. If he loses again by 18 points, what the fuck's going on? What are you spending my money on? Where are you spending where are you spending my human rights money? You know, Man City is going to be returning Man City fans are going to be returning them tea towels back to Wilco's. Because they ain't going to be happy, are they? Raw. That's where I am with the uh, with the league currently. And obviously, I think Liverpool will win. You reckon Liverpool will take it again? I think. And now people are going to go, yeah, but they've not signed anyone. But they didn't need to sign anyone last season. The only thing I'd be worried about is that can some of their uh, lesser impact players step up the game if somebody like San, uh, Sadio Mane or Mo Salah gets injured? If one of those two gets injured, um, is Firmino with his perfect teeth going to be able to bag 20 in the season? Um, is maybe Kate going to get that many? Um, but I think they'll be good enough. You know why? Klopp, mentality. I love the guy. Like he, he makes you want to watch football. He makes you want to watch his team. He makes you want to. He makes you want to root for his team. He's just. He's you know. He's just. He's just a nice fucking guy, isn't he? And plus, a guy who swears in conferences, his press conferences, is really funny. You know. He just. He's just a. You know. You watch him, and he and he's, he brings back like emotion to football. You know, mm-hmm. like I grew up watching Fergie and he was fucking spitting, chewing gum, throwing shit at Roy Keane, going, listen to me, you Irish fuck. You know, you're going nuts on the sideline. And then you've got Arsene Wenger who sat there in his fucking long coat looking like he's teaching a PE class, you know. And now Klopp, Klopp's back, that like manager style's back where you're bowling at your players. Like instead of just doing little hand signals, Klopp's on the sideline clapping. He, you know, he, he, he he's energised Liverpool. And I think that's how mm-hmm. you describe it. Now that kind of self belief um, is you can't put you can't put a price on that. Well, it goes back to the point I made about Man City. For them to say something stupid like "oh, you know, the season's been over for like two months," they said something not directly quoting that, but something along those lines. Yeah, you don't admit that to your nearest rival, do you? Yeah, it's like you're it's like you saying to your missus, "Oh, your ex has got a bigger cock than me." You don't fucking say that. You know, that shit is not said. That does not leave your mouth. You just say, my member is the biggest. My chode is massive. You do not, you do not <laughs> give it up for your nearest rival, do you? You know, unless you're a respectful rival, like a friendly rival, but you don't. They are trying to take your Premier League title from you. There's there's some things better left than said. So, yeah, I think Liverpool will win the league. And people go, oh, you, you, you're just bumming Liverpool. I like Liverpool mainly because I like Klopp. Um, and they've got some young, good talent. He's 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 turned what was... Uh, remember... Yep, I, Klopp. I, yeah, yep, Klopp. When Klopp turned up, us and Liverpool um, went through a phase of just scoring. We scored about four goals against each other and they won 5-4. It was an absolute bar burner of a game. But Klopp were going nuts and he was like, what a game of football. I love English football. And the thing is, Klopp has got, obviously... You know, the Scousers always say the Scousers first, English second. He's got a, he's got obviously all the Scousers, the Red Scousers behind him. Uh, mm-hmm. But he, but he, he's instilled like a mentality into players, and they're all young players as well. So it's a good mentality to have. He's almost like 
Um, man managed them in a very good fashion, like Mikel Arteta has at Arsenal. Mikel Arteta, Xhaka looked like he was going to be sold for fucking a pack of Haribo and fucked off somewhere. <laughs> and then he came back as the captain and led him to, to a, a good end of the season. You know? Victory! So that's what I mean, exactly. So um, that's the thing for me. I can't see... Now, people will say, oh, Guardiola is a great manager. Yeah, I could. Me or you. Me or you could fucking manage a team with Messi in. Mike Bassett, England manager, shout out to all the OGs who know that film, could have won um, his tournaments with Messi. Now, the problem is I don't think Guardiola is enough of a man-manager. Why would you Why would you send Leroy Sané to Bayern Munich? Is it because you can't handle his attitude? Players require different things, don't they? Like all, all people, you need to, you know, you need to tell them things differently or mother them or father them or put an arm around them and say, look, that was unacceptable. You know, or say, or just some people deal with different types of treatment and feedback, don't they? Yes. You know, so I think that's what Arteta and Klopp can do better than some of the other managers. But I like Ole Gunnar Solskjaer because of his, his comment he made in a podcast. Because when I was a striker, there was no such thing as a good save. It was a bad finish. It was a bad great, finish. Great mentality to have. And I think a lot of these players can't pass, or a lot of these former players or managers don't have the right mentality. But Klopp has the right mentality. Klopp will watch like his midfielder bomb forward, launch an absolute thundercunt on target. And he'll clap. Even if it misses by miles, he'll clap because of the effort and the technique and the desire. And and that 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 you know, it, it goes back to the crowd. It, that lift gives you that extra ten percent just to get the get the legs moving a little bit, just to take that guy out a little bit quicker, make that pass a little bit quicker, you know what I mean? Drag that guy's yeah. shirt back, you know. Yeah. Whatever it might be, that little bit of um a little bit of drive from um That's why every every player is I mean, all these teams have started um They've started the um, the skin fit um, kit. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's got like a really tight kit now, haven't they? Yeah. After, yeah. After the, the the shirt grabbing kind of escapades. Yeah. Um. It for me, I just can't unless they have a a, a massive capitulation. And they've got the best centre back in the league. Uh, Van Dijk, I know we had two bad seasons at the end of last season, but that guy is incredible. You look at what Klopp did, the first things he did was sign Van Dijk. He sold Philip Coutinho. Well, they've not missed that twat, have they? Let's be honest. Um, 150-odd gazillion or whatever um, by, uh, Barca played for him, paid for him. Um, he's been forgettable. Nobody cares about him now. Um, you know, the Liverpool, the Liverpool fans won't turn on you. They're loyal, but you wanted to leave, we'll get 154 million greenbacks for you and we'll sign a new goalkeeper <laughs> to get rid of Mignolet, who's a fucking clown, and we'll get a proper centre-back. Since then, Liverpool's structure, Klopp's embedded that style and structure. But it, like I keep saying, it's the mindset. Um, and all the other teams going to be able to do that. And, you know, I can't see Frank Lampard going, right, Kovacic, ping this ball over there like I would when I was a player. I can't see him doing that, but I can't. I can't also see him bollocking a player, saying you're a fucking shit now. Learn to play. You know, I can't see him doing that. Um, I can't see him giving out the air dry treatment, but I can see Klopp giving out the air dry air dry treatment, uh, not because he's nasty, but because it works on certain players. Mm-hmm. So, what do you think? One to twentieth. Do you disagree with any of them? And I don't mean that for the viewers, I mean that for you. Obviously, you're going to say, oh, I want Leicester number one. Leicester, we number one. But No, they're not. I don't think they're going to win the league. Um, I think they should be happy with another European spot. And that's one thing I want to go back to. Leicester are in the Europa League. 
for the group stage, so they don't have to go through the qualifying. Spurs, I think, have got to go through the qualifying round, and Arsenal are also in the Europa League. In the running, yes. So the issue, I think, I did think, I think Spurs won though in the end, didn't they? In their qualifier, I think they won their first qualifier. Thing is, I'm not, I'm not deluded. I'm not deluded in saying, oh yeah, um, it's because it's my team that they're going to perform better, but. More or less, I agree with um, I, I agree with your top twenty. Yeah. Okay, I'm talking shit. That's what it is. Spurs play um, that local. The um, I can't. I'm going to butcher the pronunciation, so I'm not going to bother saying it because I will literally butcher that. Um, they are playing um, uh, PFC Locomotive Pl- Plodiv. I don't know if the V is silent, but they play them on the 17th, so Thursday next week. Right, so just for this weekend, uh, just for this weekend, let's go through the fixtures and what your tips are for that weekend. Right, okay, we'll start with Fulham Arsenal then. You can get Arsenal 1 to 2, 8 to 15. Oh, fucking, you'll never get even money. Maybe 4 to 6. Bag mm-hmm. on Arsenal. Fulham, Fulham will. So the only thing I'm, I'm concerned about is Arsenal don't come ready, but Mikel, this is the first time Mikel Arteta gets a full season. So from here. Fulham will keep up, keep up. So this is I'm going to go two ways, yeah. Fulham will concede early and fucking capitulate, or they'll hold on to about sixty minutes. And Arsenal will cruise to a two 0 They'll score two goals in the last half an hour. Easy clap. That's Fulham Arsenal at twelve thirty on Saturday. So I'll be looking mm-hmm. that. Next one, Palace and Southampton. Do we really have to talk about this? I just say just... goals. I can see Danny Ings bagging one. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe Nathan Redmond banging banging one, and um, Palace maybe getting one as well. So two one, I reckon that'll go. That's not an exact score prediction, by the way. I just think um, I just think they'll win relatively easy, two one, maybe three one. I can, I can't see Southampton losing that. Southampton for me, all the way there. Um, and I think the only goal that will come from um, that will come from um, Palace will either be. Um, what's he called? Wilf Zaha. I think that's it. Or it'll come from the penalty spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, nothing. Um... All right, Liverpool lead. Right. So I'm excited to watch this game. I'm I'm excited to watch that one as well. I want to see mainly because it's Bielsa versus Klopp. Nobody's marketing it that it as that, but they should because Bielsa's not a dog shit manager like I covered earlier with Leeds. I think this could be a one-one. Um. But then part of me says it's at Anfield. Liverpool could win. Could it could turn into a bit of a route three 0 But I think it'll have goals one one two one maybe. Yep, something like that. Um, but I think Liverpool. I think Liverpool uh, will win. But I think Leeds will put on a good account for themselves. I think the mighty hammers against Newcastle United. Right, I'm, just, I'm not. I'm not making light of something that kills thousands of men every year. But I'd rather kill myself than watch this game. So can we move on? <laughs> One, please. Uh, West Brom. Let's you see. Want, you want a prediction, West Brom? <laughs> it's either going to be nil-nil or one-one. Um, yeah. I can't see. Um, I can't see it having a lot of goals. I think it'll be quite boring as a match. Uh, mm-hmm. The only way. The only way. Um, anyway, Newcastle will maybe will maybe score any any goal of note. Will be if um, one of the long staff brothers scores or fucking Voldemort John Joe Shelby scores. Uh, <laughs> I just can't, um, you know, it just nothing for me, nothing. 
just does absolutely nothing for me that game. I like Callum Wilson, who they've just signed from Bournemouth, though, so he could score. Um, I thought Andy Carroll was dead as well, but he's not. So, yeah, I um, I'm not getting, not getting. That's going to be, yeah, like I said, kill me. Mm-hmm. I, I it's one of those games I wouldn't watch if you gave me a choice. So I'm not going to. We've already gone over. Uh... It's probably Leicester was the next one. I think Leicester yep. quite easily. I think uh, mm-hmm. I don't think West Brom will be able to top, stop the attacks. I think they'll weather it for maybe 25, 30 minutes. Leicester will get an early goal, hold on to it to about 60th, get another, and then I think Vardy will score late on. Late, yep. 10 minutes. So either Leicester, Leicester to win or over 2.5? Uh, yeah, Le- I think Leicester will win. I think Leicester to win is a safer bet. I think you can get 19 to 20, 8 to 15, 8 to 11, good price. Um, yep. Yeah. That'll be it for me. Next one's Tottenham and Everton. Now, I think this one's going to have goals in. Yeah, it'll be an interesting game. This one, I'm glad. I'm I'm glad it's on TV. I know uh, one of my work colleagues will be very very happy about this. Um, all depends how well Mourinho has got got into his style at Tottenham. Um, yeah. We see Deli Ali and whether Kane will score. Uh, I'm really excited to see James Rodriguez. I'm, he's a great player, so it's going to be a good game that one, I think it'll be a competitive game that one, could be a card in that one, could be a red card could get nasty in the midfield um, could, get, could get could get tasty that one, so I think it'll be, I think it could be a 2-2 with that one Right um, I think it could have some goals in it that one um, yeah, I think it's going to be um, yeah, I think it'll be a good game that one, to be honest, I'm, I'm pleased about that one um, I think uh, Blades versus Wolves. Um, that one's going to be a good one. This one, this one's a bit of a clash of styles for me. You're going to get uh, old, old dependent Sheffield United against um, the the Wolf Pack. Um, as such, you did, they're going to get. A, there's going to be a lot of attacks. This one, Sheffield United are known though, are known for being able to sort of um, hold teams at bay and get a cheeky goal. But I think yep. Wolves will just be too much for them. Yeah, so I'm going to say. Wolves 2-1 on that one. All right. Um, there's good value on Wolves at the minute. They're 11 to 8. But it oh, is, wow. It is at Bramall Lane. So, yeah, I, I, I touched that one. Um, I touched that one lightly, to be honest. Maybe half a unit? Yeah, maybe half a unit if you're going to make me choose. Yeah. yeah. And the last of the... Um... A great weekend of sport, Brighton and Chelsea. We've yeah. gone through it. We touched on us a little bit. Yeah, fuck Brad and fuck Chelsea. Bumba class. Yeah. Um, that one, the only tip, the, the, <laughs> the, the, this, this for me, um, there's a tiny bit of value here, half a unit on Brighton to win or draw. Mm-hmm. Win um, or draw. Win or draw. People are going to say Chelsea at 8 to 13 are a great price. They are if you want to, but I just can't trust Chelsea. Not 200 mils worth of talent, not bedded in yet. I think this could be the upset of the weekend, this one, Ivy Brighton. Because Chelsea needs to start the season well, basically. Okay, so what I wanted to go over is uh, which bookies would you choose for this weekend? If you haven't got one yet, if you've got one. Um, I'd probably, it depends what you look for. Um, so are you looking for fast settlement? Are you looking for best odds? or What's Boatman's recommendation? Um, I tend to stick with Sky. Um, I like their uh, all their all sort of offers are clean and concise. Alternatively, better three six five. To be honest, mm-hmm. uh, I prefer my bookies to use PayPal, so it's easier to get all of my money uh, when they win. So, yeah, um, definitely um, 
definitely 365 or Sky. Uh, just see what welcome offers are the best. Some have really good welcome offers, but obviously gamble responsibly. Read the terms and conditions because some of the what you think are really good deals to start an account. Well, also, degenerate only what you can afford to degen. Yeah, responsible. Responsible degen um, is what I'd say. Um where, where, where I'd say with that. So it's, um, you know, it's been a, uh, it's been a pretty interesting Premier League discussion, to be honest. Uh, it has been. I think, I think we're in for another good season. Hopefully, coronavirus doesn't ruin it. Fucking twat. Um, so yeah, all I'm looking forward to is Chelsea. Hopefully, not finishing in the top four or fourth. <laughs> um, Lampard getting sat. I've told this story to my, uh, my, uh, my mate and, and and colleague Brad. I said to him that Roma. Um, Basically, come March, Lampard's going to get sacked. Chelsea are anywhere near the top four. Um, Abramovich sells up. Ken Bates cut returns from whichever hole he's hiding in and buys Chelsea for one beer chair, like he did with Leeds. <laughs> um, no, I um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. I'm I'm just looking forward to the big the big shot results we get. Yep. Um, um, I would do a, a preview of the championship, but that's just fucking hysteria. Um, I'm glad my team's playing in the championship because what a league. What a way to end the championship season last season. Mm-hmm. Forest, we're going to go go into playoffs four goals ahead on goal difference. And then, obviously, um, they didn't because some just bottled it. Four goals and then they went through on goal difference. So, uh, yeah, I think it was Swansea who went through on Barnsley with their last they're a fucking great escape right at the very end. I love the championship. I'm a huge fan of the championship. So yeah. It's gonna be a, it's gonna be a good season. Um just wanna co- quickly cover um if that's okay with you. We had the NFL start last night. Um Patrick Mahomes led led the team to a win, of course. Um easy well, I wanna say easy, but it wasn't really that that easy. Um, you know, I'm, you know, it was a, it was sort of a standard affair. Mm-hmm. I have a big pat, big pat, big pat that Mahomes are second. You know, they won, they won. Um, I think you've two hundred eleven yards, three touchdowns or something against Houston. Yeah, pretty, pretty standard thirty four twenty win. Um, looks like a good game by by the looks of it. Plenty yep. of scored, nice, entertaining. So that's it. Um. We haven't really left much time for the other stuff, really. Um, Not really, no. Premier League preview. preview. (laughs) My Premier League preview took a lot up. So, yeah. We'll uh, we'll have to cover the other stuff in um, in another podcast if we do another one this weekend. Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, It's going to be a good season. I'm looking forward to some absolute thunder cunts of goals. Um, I can't wait to see what goal of the season is going to be this season because there's always one banger at least. Um. Yeah, have you got anything to add? Anything to to push out for our listeners? Just uh, you know, rule of six. Don't don't bend the rules, guys. Yeah, be be good. You know, mm-hmm. all our new lockdown rules, which we'll discuss later. Yeah. By the time we get the other podcast out, it'll have changed it anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, rip supper club. Well, that's what Boris thinks. Fuck the government and fuck Boris. As my my man Dem Stormzy would say. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh. That's it. That's all I've got to say. Boatman's Premier League preview signing off. That is it. 
Once again, this podcast was brought to you by Anchor.fm. If you want your own scuff podcast like this one, just sign up at Anchor.fm. You know, helps our podcast as well. And also, this podcast is brought to you by Romeo and Boatman. That's it, mate.